Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. We are back. Another episode of Louisiana Ladies. Not sure if anybody uh, caught on to the fact that we skipped Memorial Day. It was a holiday. I was out of town and Maggie was camping away. Aaron did. Aaron said, Louisiana Ladies needs to step it up. Um, Crime Junkies put out a podcast this Monday. I was like, shut up. I just want to remind everyone that we have a real job. Even though this is sometimes more fun than our real job. So, um, we did. I hope everybody had a great Memorial Day uh, weekend and a good day off. The weather was pretty nice. It's gorgeous. Now it's nasty again. It's that time of year where it's not too hot yet. Yeah. I mean, we slept in a tent and it wasn't. I actually got cold. Again, that sounds horrible to me. Why anyone would want to sleep on the ground in a tent is beyond me. It was wonderful. <laughs> you love it. It is my happy place. <laughs> yeah. My happy place is like a condo on the beach. <laughs> I mean, I could do that too. Don't get me wrong, but I just love the outdoors. You do. You do. What about you? Oh, here. I'm about to talk to our Can guest. We? we have Jennifer Anderson <laughs> sitting right here, but we've been chatting for a little bit. Our lovely guest who is an attorney with Baker Donaldson, and we'll talk to her in a little bit. What do you like the outdoors? Do you like camping? I'm more of a... I'm more of a, if there's a place where I can sip the wine, so, I mean, I guess you could do that outdoors or in a condo on the beach, mm-hmm. so, as long as wine can be involved, I'm pretty good. Anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, and I, I mean, I, I, I have not camped in a very long time. Yeah, I mean, I think I was like 12. Yeah. Last time I camped. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I, I like, I like creature comforts, so I think after a very short period of time, I'm going to want to shower and some makeup and, mm-hmm. you know. Do y'all, are there like facilities to shower? Yes. Bathhouses are a requirement. I don't really like to rough it. it. I mean, it's like borderline glamping. Okay. No, a bathhouse is I not. I still shower. A bathhouse is not glamping. It's a public That's a public right? Oh yeah. place. But it's, I mean, we're talking about primitive camping where you don't have power. You don't, it's not that. Don't have, like you use the restroom in the woods. We're not doing that. Okay. There's toilets. Okay. Yeah. Does somebody clean the toilets? I would think. There's, <laughs> I mean, I don't if, know. If Patrick is listening to this, this he's would, freaking out. Oh, my God. Is he a germaphobe? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that about that. <laughs> oh, yes. He is. A, and that public bathroom thing? Oh, not no, but hell no. That would never happen. Never yeah. happen. Yes. Camping is not for y'all. <laughs> no, camping's not for us. So, anyway. But I did actually take last week off. Uh, we went to the beach with my in-laws and stayed in Pensacola and we had beautiful weather but um took the couple of days off to try to get my house straight and do you know how much I did with my house probably not a lot nothing still nothing hanging <laughs> on the wall I'm literally terrified to hang anything on these because it's not walls. fun I mean it I mean more power to people that can do that but 
deciding on something to put on my walls is... It's and where? Like, what if I put the nail? It's brand new house. Oh, did you just move? Yes. Oh, wow. Well, just would be in February. Oh. <laughs> you there's, know. There's it's, a, it's a big job. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, you know, so nothing really got done. Um, however, we are getting gutters. I didn't know anything about gutters, but apparently we really needed them. So shout out to my husband, Patrick, <laughs> who realized that we needed gutters. Um, my window treatments are being installed today. Look, you're not even going to need anything on your walls. You'd be like, I got curtains. This yes, is great. I am going to have <laughs> curtains instead of the paper blinds from Amazon. And, um, so really I probably should have taken off this week to do all of that. But a few things that I did do is I went and saw my cousin Paige, um, at her new place, OptumU. She was probably our second or third guest on this podcast, and so I went, I drove out there. It is a ways in Denham Springs, at least for the city girl, (laughs) but it was well worth it, Paige, because she, uh, Paige always uses the word injected. I'm like, can we just say, give me Botox? (laughs) So I got some Botox, but I did get to try the PRX T33 treatment, which was one of our giveaways a couple of weeks ago. And I got to say, I felt like my skin was looking pretty glowy for a while. What do you think? How does it look? I feel like your skin looks good. I do. This was an injection? No, it was something that it's like a... It's topical. Topical. Okay. So... She explains it that it's like a chemical peel, but without the reddening effect of a chemical peel. But while I was there, I did get some Botox. I wasn't sure if you were just glowy from the beach, but yeah, there's definitely like some radiance going on. So you didn't have the Samantha Sex in the City post-chemical peel effect. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. It only takes like 15 minutes. Because you yeah. can't, can't go anywhere after that. You well, know, like you look like... I had lunch with Andy Bush right after. And I was like, um, should I do this today, Paige? Like I didn't schedule this. And she was like, no, you'll be fine. And then she put some like great moisturizing cream on me. And I really looked... Michelle Boulder would have been super proud. I looked so incredibly dewy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. With this glow. Uh, but then... And, and so she's got... I mean, the place is really cool. And she's got some... Um, products that she's selling as well um you know i'm all about a good beauty product so that's my little thing for for page um and my friend allison she gave me some product finds okay davine shampoo and conditioner yeah, Jennifer, you've heard of that? I've never yeah. heard of these. This is it pro- pronounced Devine? Or, so or maybe it's Devine. I don't know how. I think it's D-A-V-I-N-E-S. <laughs> okay. They make the best hair products. Yes. Yes. You think so too, Lainey? Yeah, I've used them. Okay. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, the loop. Yeah. Well, I didn't never even know about it. Allison stuff. gets on Marco Polo one day and she's like, hey, y'all should try this. And I'm like, I've never heard of this brand of shampoo and conditioner but I did get it and it is fantastic and then I felt like this product recommendation is perfect for the summer this you can find on Amazon it's the is it Elta E-L-T-A okay oh, yeah. Elta indeed yeah. yeah tinted face sunscreen <laughs> wearing it yeah that's what I wear like, every day oh wow yeah. and you could wear it every day yeah and it's, it's really really that's lightweight that's but there's still wear. coverage yep it's really good it's really good your skin looks good. Yeah, yeah Jennifer you. also has a little bit of a glow. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so there's product. A, what can I say? Yeah, it was a deal on Amazon, and I didn't buy it. I didn't do it. I, was, no. I went all in whenever Allison came on the Marco Polo. And yeah, Allison knows what she's talking about. Allison's legit. Yeah. She's my best friend in Texas. Uh, yeah, well, she knows. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
advice of anybody wants to friend Allison on Facebook, you just right. you know, go find her, Allison Osterberger. She could have a career in product recommendations. Mm-hmm. Well, Allison is, as we're going on this tangent about her, she's my friend. Like She, she didn't know this was going to be about her. She did it. She's she did thrilled. it. But i got to be honest, like, she... <laughs> She always looks like she has it together. She's that person. Like, never looks... She's three kids under the age of six or seven. She's a fantastic artist. Never... Like, she gets on Marco Polo, and she's just kind of talking about stuff. And I'm like... And she's always been like this. Doesn't ever get frazzled. While me, I'm like, you know, I'm just a shit show on a daily basis. So, you need people like that. Um, So, thank you, Allison, for the product recs. And we will link those in the show notes. Okay, word of the episode. Maggie, you want to try it? Word of the episode. Word up. (laughs) Consolatory. Tending to win over from a state of hostility or distrust. Intended to gain the goodwill or favor of someone. As Jennifer interpreted it earlier, she said, a suck up. Pretty much. (laughs) So you're trying to win over someone. Okay. That's like a lot of effort. You got to really want to you know, win that person over. I feel like most of the girls that I taught at St. Joseph's Academy did that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you're going from a state of hostility. So you're like really having to, yeah. Yeah. You're really having to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That does take a lot of effort. Okay. Well, moving on. Um, Book club update. I mentioned it. What are what the books were going to be again? If anybody wants to, it's called Book Club Z or Book Clubs. Is that what? Lainey's making fun of me. (laughs) (laughs) She gives me a seven. Okay, book clubs. You got it. But I feel like I'm too old to say it like that. So book club Z. Anyway, so we have had a few people reach out, and I've added you. I'm not really sure how it works, so if anybody that I've added can tell me if they're getting any sort of notifications, that would be great. Um, I went ahead and read People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Super easy read. Great poolside read. Can you bring it? Are you bringing it to the library, or you already lent it to someone? My mother-in-law wanted to read it. I was like, I'm going to the beach. No lie, my mother-in-law. Oh, I got a ton of books. Go look at there. I know. I need to go find one. And then Daisy Jones and the Six. Um, lucky for us, though, our lovely guest is a writer. Well, <laughs> I'm a lawyer. She's a lawyer, but she can write. Right. Well, I don't know. I'm a lawyer who who likes to think of herself as someone who tries to write in her free time. Yeah, but you you said you're a creative writer, and you've taken creative writing classes. I do. I do. Yeah, I feel like that could come in handy for being a lawyer. Yeah, I mean, lawyers write a lot. That's what we do. Right. And you use certain verbiage. We do. And it's not exciting. I don't recommend reading that on the beach. You don't want to read a legal brief on the beach. I don't recommend it. You know what we don't like reading? We don't like reading our planned documents before when Kayla. (laughs) Summary plan description. Who? Not exciting. (laughs) I had a story about that in just a second. All right. So um, that was just the update on the book club. And Maggie, did you want to throw anything in on our opening segment? Um, Everyone needs a headlight. Oh, that's Did I already right. talk about I think we that? talked about that. Okay, well, I'm still just like, everyone needs a headlight. Like, legitimately, like, where you strap it on your head. For? When your power goes out. You just know. Oh. For anything. Oh. <laughs> we were unpacking the car yeah. from Memorial Day weekend, and it was dark. Hands-free, illuminating. I can just pull things out of the car, and, I mean, it's handy. So you can just take your iPhone and just kind of put it, like, <laughs> See? But then you have to worry about so dropping it. You can't see up. things on a podcast, but, you know, just put it right there. Yeah. It's in the holder. Yes. 
Turn it on, hands free. <laughs> yeah, look, well, and, and everybody has an iPhone. But then you lean over and it, it might falls drop out. out. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on how much you're doing. Hands headlights, free. headlights have a strap on them. Okay, my last little <laughs> bit is, you know, I um, really only get excited about, and I'm just going to openly admit this. I really only get excited about college baseball when the um, College World Series comes into play. Mm-hmm. Hate to say that. So we were watching the picks this weekend. First of all, I'm an idiot. I didn't know that's how it worked. I don't know how I thought it worked. Lainey, do you know what I'm talking about? Nope, Lainey's not a baseball fan. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay, so the brackets have always confused me a little bit because it's like double elimination. And so lucky for me, um, my oldest nephew, Cooper Torito, who is 10. <laughs> was explaining it He to explained you? it to me. He drew a diagram That's for cute. me. And he was like, see, so if you win twice and you don't have to play the third game because the third game is really the losers trying to figure out who's going to be going home because it's double elimination. And let me just tell you, Cooper Torito is one of the most adorable kids that I've ever seen in my entire life. Is he going to be a teacher? No, I think he's going to be a lawyer. Really? Uh, well, because he, he and I should about, talk. He we should have a conversation. <laughs> Does he have any lawyers in the family to talk to? No. I mean, he's only ten, but he he makes a case for everything. Yeah, literally for everything. Yeah. Well, uh, there's always another side. There's That's always true. another case to be made. So when he gets to the decision making time, let's have a conversation. So it's either going to be that or some. He's always he's been really he loves sports. I mean, I really think when he was five years old. Um, we would go, it'd be like a Sunday afternoon, and he would give us the rundown of who won college football that weekend and who was playing in the pros and, like, actual legitimate statistics. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so that's why I was like, I can't, his dad was trying to explain it to me, my brother-in-law, and Corey is not a sports, he likes sports, but he doesn't play sports. He's a musician, as his as his hobby. Um, so I was like, Cooper, your dad's not making any sense. And he was like, okay, come here, Aunt Miss Miss. Let's sit down. Speaking of statistics, um, you know, pulmonary. Oh, yeah. He's retiring yeah. or whatever. So Aaron was watching his his speech or farewell address. Um, and he, Aaron was saying, coaches, their memory for their – they know their records. They know these individual plays that happened and – it's like they've coached for so long, and they can they can jump back into that memory and tell you what happened and who made the play, and it's it's insane that memory that they have for for sports statistics. It was it was wild. Yeah, maybe Cooper will be a coach. That's possible too. Yeah, it's just he's cutest little thing. Um, okay, so let's talk about our guest. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you so much for asking me to do this. I think you had emailed me about something, and I was like, oh, you I, have I been e- on our guest. I made an ask of you, and you then you came back and made an ask of me. <laughs> right. So, like, I felt, I was like, is there, there's no way to look at this other than that I think I'm obligated. <laughs> so, yes, but do you see how I did that? You see how I, I did, did that? I do. I do. That's good. It's clever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so... Jennifer, you are not from Baton Rouge. Is that correct? I'm not. That is correct. Okay. So give me, get, tell us where you are from. Well, so um, if you know anybody whose family is in the military and you ask them where they're from, it's kind of like a thing. Hard, it's yeah. like a hard question. So, But I was born in Spokane um, on an Air Force base up there. My dad was in the Air Force. And uh, we moved around a little bit. Not as much as a lot of people, but... I lived in Virginia for a little while on an Air Force base, um, Arkansas, but my mom's family is from Louisiana, so when my dad had the chance to come to um, uh, the Air Force base in North Louisiana, that's where we moved. So Okay, so how'd you get to Baton Rouge? 
Um, law school. Yeah. So, so at first I, I wanted to be an English professor. I wanted to teach. And, um, so I, you know, got my undergrad in, in English, um, from LSU up in Shreveport across the river every day to go to school. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I went to Texas A&M. Giggum. Do I have any Aggie fans in here? Uh, any well, fans? Yeah, yeah, my okay. best friend Jessica that was also on the podcast, she left Baton Rouge and went to A&M. Yeah. Well, she's smart. She Apparently, went she's very smart. She went for so architecture. I went, to, I went to A&M to study English, which people think is very strange. Um, and then... <laughs> but A&M really is a cool school. It's a great school. I mean, like, I love it. College Station, right? I mean, yeah. that is such a... Have you ever been over there? It is such it's, a neat area. And it's a beautiful camp- yes. campus. Like, if you think about... LSU and the oak trees and, you know, the college station, the campus, it has, it has a lot of that. It kind of feels, you know, similar. It's very, it's, it's an amazing school. But, um, so I did study English there and then I started to look at the amount of student loans I had accumulated and what an English professor's salary would look like. And I was like, this math is not working. So, um, and I thought about law school. So I did LSAT roulette. And said, if I make a good enough score, I'll go to law school. And so then I went to LSU. Okay. That's how I'm Irish. And, okay, so that's how you ended up in law school. Mm-hmm. Law school's three years. Yes. And then you have to take the bar. Yes. So let me think about this. So you have to get an undergrad. Mm-hmm. Then you have to take the LSAT. Yeah. Then you have to get a good enough score on that to get into law school, to go to school for three more years. Right. To then take the bar to become an attorney. Yeah, there's some schooling and testing involved. Okay, that seems like a lot. Like, what if you didn't like it? Well, I mean, th- there are people who, who do that. I had a roommate, and um, she ended up not, you know, finishing. And, uh, you know, I mean, there are a lot of people who go and decide to do something else, you know. It was a lot. I was ready to get out of school. Yeah, sure. it seems like a lot of reading and writing and it's, taking tests. It is. It's a lot of reading and writing, taking tests. And I had gone to graduate school for two years, and so I was, like, really ready to get out. I just was – I wanted a paycheck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because you can't work in, while you're in law well, school. Well, you can't. Your, well, now remember, um, it was 100 years ago when okay. I was in law school, so they didn't have telephone. <laughs> we didn't – like, we barely had the Internet then. So I graduated in 95. I started in 92. I had a computer that, I don't know, it was like DOS mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, but but yeah, so, you know, I mean, I was definitely ready to get out and um, ready to find a job, but you couldn't work your first year. You could work your second year and third year. I don't know if they changed that rule. I feel like, so Lauren Fitch used to work here and she, by the way, I'm going to ask this. Is an attorney the same thing as a lawyer? Can they? Can I use those two terms yeah. interchangeably? That's interchangeable. Okay, that's what yeah. I thought. Well, you said lawyer, and I, I don't know why. I always go to counselor, and then other people call lawyers other things. I don't think I can say on the yes. podcast. So. But I have said before that one of my favorite phrases to tell a client is, I think you need to seek legal counsel. Yeah. <laughs> I am not an attorney, nor am I going to make that determination. Yeah, you find a lot a lot of clients will ask accountants, um, oh. Tax advisors, financial advisors, you know, you get legal questions mm-hmm. in your profession. I'm sure you do. From All the time. Know. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And sometimes I get questions and I'm like, okay, what you need is a psychiatrist. That is not what I do. Um, you know, and sometimes I get questions and they're like accounting questions and I'm like, yeah, that's math and, and a high level of math and I don't do that either. 
So I can give you advice on the legal side of things. So here's what we've experienced. So I'd like to know if how you how you feel about this. First of all, I do feel like attorneys in general are much better than accountants at saying, okay, you need to go talk to somebody else about that. We and I'm just putting I'm putting all accountants. I would say me and probably Maggie. We like to help our clients, right? And yeah. there you but you have to be careful with that. You know, David Winkler taught me about taught me that a long time ago. Like you gotta be careful because, you know, we we do I feel like live in a lit, litigious is that a word? Yeah. Society. You yeah. know, so you just gotta be careful. But I have felt like I've had clients that are resistant to calling attorneys because they don't want to pay for it. So instead they wanna ask us. The question, and I'm like, I mean, I have to stay on the ground, you know. Yeah. Do you ever feel like people don't don't want to consult with their CPA because they don't want to pay them? Yeah, and uh, a lot of lawyers, a lot of clients will call a lawyer looking for a specific answer that they want to hear, and they don't want to hear the one you have to give. And so, you know, there you have to, you know, sort of you learn over time, you know, how to advise clients. But I mean, for the professional who is not a lawyer whose client needs to see a lawyer, you know, the tip I've always given is. Tell you can tell the client that it's sort of the ounce of prevention, pound of cure sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had situations where clients have come to me with a case, and the case, the, the liability on the case is tens of millions of dollars. And I look at the case and I'm like, wow, for 30 minutes of advice, which would have been a couple of hundred dollars, I could have prevented this. And so you know, it's, it, I mean, it's kind of a no brainer to me, but I mean, I'm a lawyer, so I get it. I, there's a lot of, of, you know, probably fear of the unknown with someone who's a client who may need legal advice. And yeah. And sure maybe they're, they're and maybe they don't want to be told that they're doing something wrong. There's, I'm sure there's some ostrich effect stuff Correct. Too going on. But so we have similar conversations with our clients, not necessarily from a legal standpoint, but Hey, this is what you need to be doing with your retirement plan. And yes, you might have to pay us some money to fix it, but I can promise you that if the IRS or department of labor, right. for lack of better words, finds out about this before you fixed it and voluntarily corrected it, it's going to be way more what you have to pay us, right you know so but I do find with retirement plans a lot of now we're talking about professional stuff but I do find <laughs> with retirement plans a lot of people don't they don't know what they don't know yeah until shit hits the fan and then they're right. like oh yeah we really do need you yeah, I mean that's why <laughs> we, like that's why we have full-time jobs right <laughs> if everybody knew what to do and didn't have a problem we you know well yeah but then we could be drinking wine on the beach well, we could do that, but you still need a paycheck. That's wine true. costs money. <laughs> you got to pay for it. Depending yeah. on what kind of wine you drink, it'd be a big paycheck. It is. Yes, this is true. Or this how much? True. <laughs> so, you know, um, again, Jennifer gets an A++ on completing the guest questionnaire. Yeah, apparently, I totally geeked out on the questionnaire. I was like, oh, this is a question. I must answer it. Well, right. But you follow the rules. <laughs> okay. I love that. So, uh, I, I did think this was interesting. So, you alluded to that you were an English major and you started to write creatively. So, what does yes. that mean? Well, so, you know, so, I mean, I thought I wanted to be an English professor and way, way back then, hundreds of years ago in the 90s, um, I don't think there, the creative writing offerings in like a formal program, they were, it, you know, MFAs were maybe not as popular back then as they are now or readily available or whatever. And so I probably would have gone that route if it, that had been more of a thing. But, 
you know, so I went to law school, became a lawyer, you know, developed my practice and, and that keeps you pretty busy. And I just missed it. You know, I've always read, I've always been very interested. I read literary journals and things like that. And, but a few years ago, I just decided that I really just had to do it seriously. I had to start, you know, I would always dabble a little bit, write a little story here or something there. And I just said, no, this is not good enough. I'm not going to be happy if I don't just really do it seriously. So a few years ago, I just started taking some online creative writing classes for fun. And um, mostly through Stanford University, they have a good creative writing program. And so that you know, you have this, it's all was Zoom. It was kind of, it was Zoom before pandemic time. So, um, cause pe- these people are all over the world. So you meet a lot of writers and you meet, um, authors, you know, who teach these classes and, you know, your project may be to write a short story or a chapter of a novel or the beginning of your novel or the end of your novel. So I just started picking up things I've been working on and doing it more seriously. So when you say more seriously, is that because you, are you publishing these works? So I have only, um, so somebody told me, I was like, you know, I want to do this. And what do I need to do? And they said, you need to write a lot. And then you need to submit a lot of what you write to a lot of places. And then you're going to get a lot of rejections. And then, So, you know, I've submitted a few things, but I haven't had anything accepted yet. Um, and it's probably because I'm not writing a, a lot, you know, enough. Um, so yeah, so I'm not published, but I'm kind of working on all the things that interest me. So do you have a theme for your writing or are you just like, I, I saw a wreck happen today and I'm going to write about that. Like, so it's it's varied. So I do have a novel that I am working on and, and that could be part of our book club. That was, I I already, I I asked, so I hope I get it voted in and admitted into the book club. It might (laughs) kick me out if like I skew very literary, so, um, it can be very boring, but, but no, I did. I started a novel, um, a few years ago based on actually a real case that I worked on. That really interested me. It is unfinished. I have about 30,000 words. I need a lot more than that. Um, but, you know, I have a full-time job. Yes. So, you know, I'm writing, you know, on the weekends and the evenings. And, and then I have um, a number of short stories that I've written. You know, one thing about writing that I've learned um, is that the revision process is, like, you revise over and over and over. So... Like one of the stories I submitted that wasn't accepted, that's one I've set aside, and I started to rewrite it. Um, and so somebody told me, I heard this somewhere, I don't know if it's true, that Ernest Hemingway's The Old Man in the Sea, um, he revised it 200 times. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, I've heard things like that. I mean, it's it's in, from writers and people who do publish who I've talked to, um, they really do, sometimes they'll just completely tear a novel apart, completely throw it away and start over. So, so... Um, what do those rejections look like? Do they offer feedback to them, or is it just like a, is it like a letter, or is it an yeah, email? Yeah, so it really a work? lot of the process that since I've been doing it, you know, but recently is that there's a there's an on, online platform called Submittable, and a lot of the um, I've submitted mainly to literary journals, so they use this online program, and it it generates what looks to me like, I mean, you get an acknowledgement, um, and then I've gotten back emails. And I'm guessing there may be kind of form-type emails, like after you go through the process. But I've heard back from, I think, every journal I've submitted to. Um, But I've heard, 
that a lot of times you hear nothing. Mm. I think with the online platform, they can generate an auto email. Like when they decide to reject it, they can probably just press a button. But I have heard that from writers that like, if you get like an actual something that's personally written to you, that's very, that's a big deal. Yeah. Like, you know, no, but nice job. I mean, they wouldn't say that, but you know, something like that. So uh, Christy Hesmeyer is a member of the Sentinel team. She has been with us for 21 years, and her husband is a screenwriter and an author. And he wow. has had books published, and he is... Wait, has he, been, has he been on the podcast? Has he been No, on but he's going to be a Louisiana lad. He's yeah, also okay. on the list. So, so I'm going to be sure I listen to that he, one. He I is, need to he listen is, to his. He is the most interesting person I've ever met. Um, he does correct me sometimes grammatically. That's a, that's okay. But no, he's. Um, I've read a couple of his books, wow. and most of them are. Ugh, hope I'm not misspeaking, but they're. Few of them are based out of New Orleans. So he was a. Um, he was in law enforcement, and I'm going to totally botch up exactly what he did. But don't look at me. No, he doesn't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so him and one his partner. I think they had an accident. I think his partner actually had passed away. So this was years ago, and so Chuck could no longer work in that part of of the field. And so he's always been a creative, but he's had movies made. Wow. So are these like crime? Yes. Type. Yeah. So no lie. One of them is great. I mean, I read it in like three days, but I was reading it in bed one night, and I was like <laughs> scared because it was just oh, wow. so. I don't want to say it was gruesome. It's it was it just felt so real. So, I think That's he has an agent, too. I googled him. Yes, thank you, Lainey. Um, he is a retired federal agent with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yes. And he's got a great voice for podcasting. So I bet he's good. seen a lot of things that are um, screenplay and novel-worthy. Yes. Yes. And so, he's been on, like, CNN or Fox News. I think he's, you know, he's been on national television before sorry chuck we'll get all this straight whenever he comes on yeah well i wonder what law, what type of law do you practice so i so melissa knows this um because we've actually spoken together before yes. um so i do labor and employment law and i represent um employers so employers on the employer and the management side i'm not usually the one who is suing the company i'm usually defend you primarily advising companies on compliance with implement law okay um and when they get sued then i would defend them and that ha- i mean that happens a lot i mean there's plenty of work and for what i do yes <laughs> we're going to talk more about that on tpa tidbits cuz jennifer's also going to be our guest on the tpa tidbits too okay okay so i'm sorry but Jen- we've got a lot to to cover with jennifer so um one thing that I did want to talk about, and I knew this about you when we spoke, and I, I normally I start off with how we met. Um, I'm pretty sure yeah. we met from Jill. Yes, I think Jill introduced us. Yes, and she was like, y'all need to do a presentation together, and we did, and it was great, and Jennifer was a great presenter, but, um, and we might have gone to lunch or something. Maybe, maybe oh, we might have done that too. It's kind of, you know, yeah. So, but you have never been married and you do not have children. That's right. And so... Um, I'm a unicorn, according to some people. <laughs> I, I think according to some people, so am I. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I guess... I mean, it's 2021, right? So... <laughs> well, well, I know. And so, I do... And I mentioned this. So, I think the third third or fourth uh, podcast we did, I talked about my decision not to have kids because for me, it was... For me and my husband, it was an actual decision, right? Yeah. And, you know, kind of... As I've gone through my life, the I don't want to say challenges, but I do feel like if you kind of veer 
you know, uh, against societal norms, it, for lack of better words, it can literally freak people out. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, so I guess people, just, and, and I think people don't, I mean, look, if you're married and you have children and a family and that's what you, I have friends who that is what they have always wanted, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that is great. And they are so fulfilled by that. I think that, um, they, you know, sometimes people have a hard time understanding what that would look like if they didn't have all those things in, in their life. So, I mean, I get that. It's just a different thing. I think for me, it was less, maybe less conscious and just sort of, I just was always busy doing other things and had fun and was, you know, I'm, I'm easily entertained. I mean, you know, I read books, so it's, you know, um, but I mean, I just always, I just never stopped to say, yeah, I'm going to do this right now. And those were big commitments. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I have a commitment problem. That's a conversation maybe for a professional, but, um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's a big commitment in my personal opinion to say, I'm going to be married and I'm going to have a child. I think those are very big deals. And I just had other big deals for me that I was involved in. So, well, like you said earlier, I mean, you like your lifestyle because it's a Wednesday and you could go home and drink a bottle of wine for dinner. <laughs> yeah. my uh, A friend gave me um, my keychain. It says winner, winner, Prosecco for dinner. Like, that's my keychain. <laughs> yeah. So, even though I don't, I'm not, I mean, I like Prosecco. It's not what I normally go for first, but, um, right. you know, but if I wanted to do it for dinner, I could. <laughs> right. Just right. So, uh, so, just out of curiosity, though, do you have any... Uh, nieces or nephews or any yeah. like friends, kids that yeah. So I, I definitely am a um, someone else's child. I'm all about that for about an hour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a nephew, Same. and he actually I just went uh, to his. He graduated from high school. He's my. I don't have any other nieces or any other nephews. I have one, um, and his name is Peyton uh, after Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. So um, football fan uh, family, but. Uh, he, he, he would come and stay with me every summer, usually for like a week. And he lives in Dallas and we're really close. Um, so he's great and, you know, I enjoy being around him, but I love other people's kids. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm a big fan of other children, other people's children. Yes. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, I just, whenever we went to the beach and, you know, we had the three nephews and I told my brother-in-law, I was like, good God, I don't know how y'all do this, you know? And they were great. Like the kids, and, and, and I've said this before, I love, I've always loved my nephews and they play a big role in my life and I have five of them. Um, but now that they're getting older, they're so much fun. They are fun. They can right. communicate. You can play with them. And you they can, can tra- tell you-, you can travel with them. Yes. And, um, I mean, it's just, you know, yeah, I mean, definitely it must be very rewarding to be a parent. Um, and, and I'm sure there are moments where you wish you weren't a parent too. But, um, but no, I, I love young people. I mean, I do. I enjoy being around. Well, I'm going to be the cool aunt. So, like, I mean, their parents, well, I don't know. Their parents are pretty cool. But, I mean, I'm going to be the one taking them out for their 18th birthday. Yeah. Maybe, if they would let me do that. But I'll be able to buy them alcohol at 21. I'm not going to break the law. But you get my drift. Um, And I had a cool aunt. So, I mean, that's a good role for me. I'm very happy in that role. So, I actually ran into... um, 
you know, I taught at St. Joseph's Academy yeah. prior to this, and I was in Maxwell's Market, which, shout out to Maxwell's, I freaking love Maxwell's Market, yeah. do you ever go there? I just yeah. I love, their chicken salad is on point. So I went over there um, to get some food, and I see, um, and I, I don't remember her name, but it was one of my students, her mom, and I recognized her because when I taught her uh, daughter, uh, Sarah Jane, for two years in a row, and she looked at me, and she said how do I know you? I said, I taught Sarah Jane at St. Joseph's Academy. So this was probably 14 years ago at this point. And I just, I have to say this, maybe this might be my proud of myself moment, Lainey, but like she looked at me and she was like, oh my God, we have to take a picture. Sarah Jane is going to be so excited. She was like, I don't think you understand what you did for her by teaching her. You taught her confidence. She just, she loves you. She remembers you. And I was like, oh man, that's really that's that's the reward of teaching, right? So then she asked me if I had children. And I said, no. I said, but I have. And the next thing that came out of my mouth was I have five nephews, and I firmly believe that God put me on this earth to be an aunt. <laughs> and she goes, she was like, that's so sweet. I'm like, but it really, I really do feel like that's my, I'm a great aunt, I hope. My sister and sister-in-law would think that. But I feel like I'm a pretty good aunt. The other night, my six-year-old, seven-year-old nephew I uh, wanted to scoot on over to our house. They now live three blocks from me in my new house. And I was like, absolutely, Garrison, you can come over anytime you want, you know. So I think people are sometimes surprised when people that don't have children can be maternal. And I don't right. want to say loving, right. but like I do think, I mean, Maggie and Lainey have seen seen me interact with them before. So um, anyway, but I do feel like I just love being an aunt. Yeah. It's the best thing ever. It's a fun role. One of my colleagues yesterday had her her children in the office, and her little boy, oh, my God, he's so cute. I just wanted to eat him up. And he's got two sisters. So he's surrounded by all these girls. Um, and you could just see already he's going to be, like, you know, break hearts and all that kind of stuff. And um, I just wanted to talk to him all day. But, alas, I was at work, so I could not do that. <laughs> could not talk to a child all day. I know, but sometimes they're just – that when we get to the river house, the neighbor's kids and her name's Paisley. I, I don't think she's ever met a stranger. She will come right. She is eight years old. She will come right up to me and be like, Hey, Miss Missy, we're going to da 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 and I'm going to camp next week. And it's almost like she's talking like she's an adult, you yeah. know? I'm like, we oh learn my a lot gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So moving on though, I love this and I can't wait to talk about this. So we ask people, you know, what is something interesting that people don't know about you? And Jennifer put that she has been a vegan for years. Yeah. Way before it was a thing. Yeah. So I'm a little ignorant because I feel like there's vegetarian, right? Is that the same thing as vegan? Yep. That's different. Okay. I thought so. All right. And then there's like flexitarian. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Okay. So let's just talk about That's not me. I don't think. What Um, is a vegan? Yeah, so a vegan is someone who does not, um, well, I'm going to get there two kind of definitions. One is somebody who doesn't eat um, any animal products, including animals, fish, fowl, you know, cows, whatever, or anything that comes from an animal. So this would include eat like dairy, but it also includes like honey because honey comes from bees. So that's a kind of a strict vegan in sort of a food sense. But now, you know, over the years, what I've seen is that people use the term vegan to mean not only uh, how somebody eats in terms of their diet, but also more of like a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So these would be people who don't um, wear any animal skin or anything like so no wool, no leather, no silk, um, because, you know, worms. And um, 
which are very important. Worms are important. Mm -hmm. And you could probably do a whole podcast on that. But anyway, um, yeah, so, and, you know, nothing, uh, don't use any products that have been, you know, tested on. So that's why the two products that you mentioned earlier, I like them both because they are cruelty-free products. So if anybody needs to know that. Okay. But yeah, so, so there's kind of like lifestyle and then diet, if that makes sense. And so... For a long time, I've been, um, just a long time, I was a vegetarian for many, many, many years. But then, um, I don't know, maybe about, I think it's been about seven years, six or seven years, I, I just shifted to vegan, uh, to a vegan diet. So, you had put, you know, that you'll go to a steakhouse. I've represented steakhouses. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, let me ask you this. Okay, so yeah. you said no dairy. Yeah, don't do that. I said like wine and cheese earlier, so you don't have cheese with your wine. Yeah, that's the well, sad. You, is there dairy free cheese? Yeah, there is. It's not. It is not. So I I love. Yeah, I like the taste of a steak. I'm just not going to eat one. Okay. Um, I adore really good aged cheese. I mean, I went to you know I love wine and I especially love port. And so I visited Porto. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of a bucket list trip, and you know great cheese and stuff. And I'll tell you, I'm not going to freak out if there's a piece of cheese on my plate. So like when I went to Spain and I'm drinking a 1966 Tawny Port and there's cheese there, I'm going to have some of that to eat with it. Okay. No meat. I just really, I can't kind of do that. But, you know, so if I get a little bit of of dairy somewhere, because I'm at a restaurant or I'm doing something like that, I'm not going to freak out about it. But I don't. It's not, you won't find anything like that in my house. Okay. So what do you eat? Uh, I mean, a lot of stuff. You know, five years ago, it was a lot harder. Okay. Um, and there's definitely a learning curve. But um, I eat a lot of vegetables, which I, I eat a lot of salads and stuff like that before. But I like I actually like tofu, and I cook tofu, and I think it tastes great. I grill it, um, bake it, things like that. I eat a lot of legumes, a lot of, like, lentils. Yes, I was going to ask and, about lentils. I mean, red beans and rice. Just no meat. And you know, make a vegetarian gumbo. I eat the same stuff that you eat. It just doesn't have yeah. dairy and stuff in it. You know? I'm not a huge... Patrick always kind of makes fun of me. He's like, you could literally just not eat meat. But I actually yeah. do enjoy seafood. I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah, I love I, a good salmon. I know. I miss... I mean, the things I really, really miss, it would be a ribeye steak. It would be a oh, yeah. piece of salmon. Mm-hmm. And it would be... All kinds of like the stinkiest, oldest cheese. Like that, I miss <laughs> totally. So, do you feel better not eating those things? Um, yeah, I prefer not to. I'm a, I just really, I'm a big kind of animal welfare lover person, and I just really prefer not to eat, you know, not to eat anything <laughs> that requires somebody else to kill it or farm it or treat it in a way that, you know. I don't want to depress anybody, so let's go read Animal Liberation okay. and Dominion and a couple of those other books, and, you know, they have hard parts in them. But I read some books, and then basically was like, yeah, I can't eat that anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So, my sister, I think she did say she's more flexitarian, which... Sorry, Megan, if that's not a, a thing. But so she tries to eat. Uh, that's like where sometimes you don't eat meat. Basically, she eats mostly plants. Yeah. But it's not that she doesn't ever eat meat. Yeah. And so I actually did uh, buy this cookbook called Mostly Plants. And, you know, it's a, 
I mean, they had some great recipes in there. Like yeah. I roasted some chickpeas one day and I was like, man, this is, you can do all kinds of things with chickpeas. I love chickpeas. Yeah. So, um, okay. That's very interesting. I feel like we could talk about that, but this also kind of cracked me up. So Jennifer, put, I don't remember what I wrote. I have, I'm a little worried. I have, I was, it was before I had my, my wine. So right. It can't be too bad. <laughs> she said, which, and you did say you do not judge what anyone else eats, you no. know? And I think that that's, you know, important. But I have wide-ranging interest in music, but I am very partial to rap. Oh, yeah. I love rap music. <laughs> so, everybody needs to make sure you look at a picture of Jennifer before you look at and this if you want, if you, By the way, if you watch The Voice, don't spoil it for me because I have not watched the finale, finale episode, but I watched the next to the finale, and now I'm not going to remember his name, but one of the finalists, he, he did Freedom, Beyonce, and Kendrick Lamar, and... His rap was so good. perfection. I mean, it was so good. I watched this like five times last night. I just kept rewinding it and watching it over and over. But I do like rap music. And I really like international rap music a lot. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever listened to international rap music. So do you have a Spotify account? I do. <gasps> so look up Deutsch rap, okay. French rap, and Italian rap. Oh, wow. Those are my favorites. Okay. Oh, I'm learning so much. Write that down. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Um, it, I just thought that was interesting. Okay, so, I mean, I... But I like all kinds of music. I really do. I like... There's just hardly not anything that I don't like. I like all different genres of music. I really, really do. Yeah. Um, I could turn it on the Phil Collins station on Pandora all day, <laughs> every day. Like, Patrick's like, really? And I'm like, oh, I just... I love that type of, type of music, but I thought this was interesting that you said, I like to ask people to tell me their top 10 favorite songs. I do, songs. So, let me, so let me ask you oh, right now, okay, um, since we, you're limited time, I'm going to ask you to give me your top three songs of all time, of just of all time, your top three. It's very hard, and it's so much fun to do. It is very <laughs> hard. So hard. Yeah. So when you say favorite song, I mean, do you mean the ones that just like automatically put me in a good mood? Well, so I would say this. You're on a desert island, and you've got a solar-powered whatever radio, and there are only three songs that you can hear for the rest of your life. Okay. <laughs> That's how I would ask. Okay, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to see. Because... You probably love looking at people's Spotify rap, like, yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I love, I know, I, I like mine, too. And it, I'm always surprised. I'm like, did I listen to that much, like, oh, chill pop hits all year long? <laughs> And that's usually because I'm walking or exercising, mm. and so that's that's a hard one because I'm I, like I'm I feel like I would go to something like this, and I'm about to really uh, Maggie's gonna be like really, but I like this song. That's Steve Winwood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but on a desert island, I don't that's know. Cool. That's like, tough. I think, I'm I think, think about like, that. That could be suicide-inducing. <laughs> well, so wait, over and over so again. I have a funny story about that one. Though. Yeah. So Patrick and I were getting home from something one night, and I'd had a few glasses of wine, and I was like walking up to the house, and for some reason he was in the, his truck, and he starts playing that song, and I run back to the truck and start like dancing in the street. So I know that could be. Um, oh. I'm going to have to get back so to you I'll on this. So, I'll give you one of my... T- this is always in my top... Because I've done this over the years to myself. Okay, what are my top 10 this year? What are my top 10 this year? And one that is always, always in my top 10 is Jimmy Davis, You Are My Sunshine. Like, that is one of my favorite songs. It always will be in my top 10. It may not always be in my top three. It's always going to be in my top You going to play a little clip of it? Um, 
I'll have to find it. Oh, right. it's so it's so good. It's Jimmy Davis. I feel like one of mine would have to be like John a John Mayer song or something, something yeah. chill. Because those are the songs that don't ever get old to me. I could listen yeah. to them on repeat. Oh gosh, I really listened to. I really listened to a lot of Casey Musgraves this year. Her voice is just relaxing to me too. Have you ever listened to her? Yeah, I have. I actually saw. I guess she might have been. Please don't take my sunshine away. I'm not going to sing on this podcast, but I'm mouthing it. That is. That sounds like if I heard that on repeat, that would be. That would be terrible. Yeah, no, I could listen to that all day long. But but then you she know, I mean, hard. I I want a little you know, Sage the Gemini and Childish Gambino, and it's all good. So yeah, I know this is gonna this is a really hard question. But if you picked like ten your top ten songs for me, there would be all kinds of genres in there. You know, all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, you know, yeah, because you need a mix. You right. know, you need a hype up song. You need a relaxing song i mean there's different musics for different moods i don't know patrick always tells me i have terrible taste in music so um i feel like anything i say but it's is all taste. i mean it's all relative it's, you know? it's just very subjective yeah you know it's about whatever makes you makes you happy yeah, yeah. um you know i liked this one i thought i said this was going to be my walk-up song <laughs> oh, <the> thing about- <laughs> oh my god <laughs> lil wayne I love me some Lil Wayne. That is a great song. So, this, is, this is my walk-up song when I make it as a keynote speaker, okay? And Patrick's going to be the one that's going to be like, Melissa Torito. So one of my clients, um, she, if you met her, you would just be like, oh, she's like so refined and so professional and so great. She's an executive at a company. And um, we were in some litigation together, which makes you spend a lot of time together and She's from, like, the Midwest, and she's like, I don't like spicy food. And I'm like, okay. She loves rap. And so the next thing you know, we are pulling out rap playlists, and she loves Lil Wayne. And I'm like, how? Like, you don't even like spicy food, you know? Yeah. Um, But that, she sent me that song. She's like, this is my favorite song. I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, like, that is actually my ringtone on my phone. And Patrick's like, really? And I'm like, so, you know, we were sitting out by the fire pit one night and that was when my keynote speaker idea came up and then we started just going I mean it was like a three hour stint of that and how that was going to be of course I have no I still to this day don't know what I'm going to be a keynote speaker about but I know I have a walk-up song and I have an announcer and his name is Patrick Torito I mean yeah check, check. my manager right yeah are you looking so, for a song Jennifer I, well I was just looking to see like I mean I love walk off walk off like a flame and mm-hmm. by the way he's vegan so there are vegan Fun rappers. Fact. Yeah, there's a vegan rapper, and he sings about being vegan. Um, it's not very good music, but um, <laughs> but there is a video you can see of uh, Waka and his buddy Roscoe, and they're making vegan lemon blueberry muffins, and it's like one of the most fun things ever. And so I do have. We're going on my fourth annual Thanks Vegan. So for Thanksgiving, I make a vegan Thanksgiving, and or Thanks Vegan, and then I have friends who. They come over. I think I think they come over mostly just because they're kind of like fascinated by it, and and I mean they just think it's kind of funny, and so now it's like a thing. Like they all cook something vegan, and we come over, and you know, I love yeah. that. Yeah, I mean I'm fascinated by it too. I just I'm fascinated by all different types of things, but at the end of the day, it I feel like it takes a lot of um, yeah. There's effort. a big there's a big learning curve for sure, and 
if you had said seven years ago you wanted to do it, it would have been a lot harder than today. Um, but, you know, after I did it, I, I, I then sort of decided, okay, you know, kind of have this down. And I really now, I, I don't want to wear makeup that has been tested on animals. Mm-hmm. And so, like, now, you know, I think I told you I'm renovating my house. And mm-hmm. my designer, I said, look, you know, no leather, no wool, no anything. And, and that's been great. You know, we've been able to pick out everything that is you know, suits my preferences. Well, I do feel like there's just a lot more awareness overall Definitely. now than there yeah. was years ago, you know? And so, um, I, I probably, if I, I, I don't know if I knew that these products that I recommended were cruelty free, but when I know that they are, I'm like, yes, go me. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. yeah. Killing it over here. So, um, okay. So we're going to wrap it up with a couple more questions. Um, you had a few shout outs on some local um, Baton Rouge yeah. businesses. So let's talk about those places. I you know, did. we love local. Shout outs. Yeah. So I love MJ's Cafe. I order, I probably order from them on waiter once a week um, at the office on my day where I'm going to take it easy and not make my lunch. Um, she is great. Um, most of her food is vegan. Mm-hmm. Um I think all of it might be vegetarian. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Yeah, I think that is correct. Really good food. Mm-hmm. Um, she does a great job. She's about to have her first child, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she's doing this thing on Instagram where I think every week they feature a vegetable that is about the size of her unborn Cute. child. Oh. So I, I don't know if they're on cabbage yet, but anyway, um, so that's kind of what they're doing. And then I love red stick spice. If you're going to eat tofu, you need to put some spice on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I feel like I have a texture issue with tofu. Yeah, you just have to cook it right. Okay. Yeah. Do you, you just, like to? I don't know if I've ever actually had it. So yeah, you have to cook it right. You should come to a Thanks Vegan. Definitely. Well, I was going to invite myself. Yeah, y'all are invited. Y'all are all invited to the next Thanks Vegan if my house is done. Um, and so yeah, red stick spice is great. Their teas and spices, they're terrific. And then I feel like anytime I read something about you know if they post something on social media, it's like I'm just inspired to go and. I don't know. Yeah. Get some spices every time ta- every time they do a demonstration or like it was blackberry mojito tea and I'm like, okay, I want that. I need that. Mm-hmm. I must have the blackberry mojito tea. I am crazy. I have that. to go get it right now. <laughs> um and then the other one is Grace Yoga. I love um Chelly and Shannon. Okay. They have done a great job with the studio. Where is that? It is um Right at the, you know where Highland, where uh, Kenilworth runs yes, into Highland, yes. that, I forget the name of the little shopping center right there, it's across from the Robears and the Superior. Mm-hmm. It kind of sucks, because when you get out of yoga, you feel like you just did something good, and Superior is grilling right across the street, and you're like, I would like to go have a margarita and tortilla chips and salsa right now. Right. <laughs> so, there's that temptation. But their yoga studio is lovely. So, is that what you primarily do, is yoga? Well, I do yoga. I, I like it. I have to do that every week, but I like to lift weights. Mm-hmm. So I was a member at the UREC. Um, and then with the pandemic, I kind of let that lapse. So I'm actually putting a weight rack in my, um, a squat rack in my, a power rack or whatever in my garage. So now I'm going to ha- have my weights there so I can lift weights at home. Just so I would think that you can do a pull up. I got to where I could do a pull up. And then if you, I mean, look, it takes all of about one week to completely lose it if you're not doing it. So I could do a pull-up. I'd gotten to where I was doing negative pull-ups, and then I could do one, but I could only do one. So that's been my goal, and I have gave, gave myself a year, and it was really I'm trying to do a chin-up. So the other night, um, 
ironically, after a couple of glasses of wine, I was like, and I was in my pajamas. I was like, I think I can do it. You have more confidence. Yeah. And I was like, Patrick, come see. I can do this. So I don't think, I do think I'm getting there, right? But I did have to do just a little bit of a hop to give myself some leverage. And I was able to pull my, this was, this was the most I've ever done. That's great. So then I went and looked it up. It's very hard to do. Yeah. Especially, it's like technically you're supposed to hang and then you're supposed to pull yourself up. And I'm like, eh. Well, that might be a next year goal. Okay, this yeah. is just getting my chin over that damn bar without an assisted uh, band. So that is great, Patrick. So did you do me. negatives? I could probably do a negative yeah. where you kind of let yourself down because I'm. I, I got to give myself a little bit of credit. I'm stronger than what, what I give myself credit yeah. for, you know. And so, like now, the resistance bands. It's really not that much. That's not that hard for me to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got my chin up. I mean, over okay, there. so I did just practice hanging. Yes. And then negatives, a lot of negatives. Yes. And then got to where I could could do one. But like right now, I haven't lifted weights. I mean, I have some hand weights and stuff. I'm in, I'm not even living at home. I'm in a condo right now. Oh lord. Um, with some stuff, and so you know I have some weights and stuff, and so I can't wait to get back home. And yeah. Well, yeah, I like to lift weights. I do the um, Beachbody on Demand routine or program that I'm doing right now. Um, it's a hundred workouts, but it's broken oh, wow. up into 10 phases. And so each phase follows a protocol. Like it'll be cardio, upper body, lower body, but they have the freestyle flow. Yeah. And it's only 20 minutes. So that's about all I can handle, but it's challenging and I feel so good after I do it. Yeah. That's good. Really do you have a pull up bar at home? Yes, I do. Like in the garage? Uh, well, it's in my guest room. New guest room. Okay. Yeah. 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 No. But I'm not hanging. Like, I literally can... It's it's high, but I don't have to jump to get to yeah. it. Like, I can't... My feet are on the ground. Right. So, I do have a little bit of extra That's leverage. Good. But you know what? When we first got the pull-up bar, <laughs> I couldn't lift myself a centimeter. Okay? Yeah. So, I'm... I'm, I'm it I, takes... I showed Maggie the video yesterday. It looked legitimate. No, you did. You did. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. No, the first time I did when I took a video and emailed it to my trainer, I was like, look... So I almost thought about taking that video, but I am in my pajamas and uh, posting it to Louisiana ladies. And then I was like, no, because somebody's going to tell me that I did it wrong. And it wouldn't really pull up because I wasn't hanging down. But you know what? I'm getting there. Hey, haters are going to hate. True. But I was very proud of myself. All right. So thank you, Jennifer. This has just been lovely. Well, thank you for inviting me. Um, Hold on. I got all these papers. Okay. So we end with um, five awesome questions. Okay. Well, hopefully I can come up with an awesome answer. <laughs> These are very easy. Okay, good. So I'm nervous. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Morning. Okay. Okay, would you rather email or talk on the phone? Email. Email? Okay. Would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? I feel like I'm an introvert. Okay. Are you an extroverted introvert? I might be that. Is that what you are? Mm-hmm. Really? What do y'all think I am? An extrovert, extra. extrovert, extrovert, extrovert. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Do you prefer sweet or salty? I like to mix the two. In fact, if I can plug Red Stick Spice again, yeah, they have this stuff that you put on your popcorn, which is one of my favorite foods, and it's sweet and salty, mm. and it's it's both, and it's really good. So, oh. but that I probably sounds- I do have a sweet tooth. I'm always going for sweet stuff. So, okay. And would you prefer summer or quote unquote winter? Summer. You're a summer gal. Summer gal. Okay. Maggie's a summer gal, too. Yeah. Totally. I'm a summer gal. I like the sun. I like the fact that it's like 8 o'clock at night and it's still light outside. Yeah. The winter is depressing. I don't yeah. understand these winter people. So, um, you too, Lainey? Oh, I was born in July for a reason. <laughs> I was born in November. I married in June. Um, so, do we have anything that makes us happy, Maggie? Things that make us happy. Other than your camping? The sun.
The sun? The sun just makes me happy. I really just like, even though, I mean, I'm not in school and I'm no longer a teacher, I just like the feeling of getting to summer for some reason. I feel like everybody's a little bit more relaxed. I don't know. I think the climate, I mean, I like that. But I also do love a good pre-hurricane weather when everything gets really still and it's kind of overcast. Calm before the storm. I like that. I like that. If there just wasn't the storm after it, I could be right in that little place for that, a while. That is a very relax, like relaxing time. It is. I kind of like it, it when you're on the beach and there's a storm brewing yeah. out in the ocean, and oh, if yeah. you can kind of tell, I, I that nature is very. So I like nature. I just don't want to sleep in nature. Nature's yeah. very interesting to me. Mother yeah. Nature, you know. So yeah. I have a I have the humane bug catcher at my house, so I don't have to squish anything. It's like remote. It's like a long. We stick. have that. You I know exactly it? what you're talking about. Isn't that the greatest thing ever? Exactly Spiders, yep. boss. Patrick, my... Patrick picks them up and brings them outside. Them right outside. Yes. It's the best thing ever. Exactly. And you that don't is so have to funny. Kids. See, you're probably like a vegan at heart. I mean, I do you love are. animals. Do you yeah. have pets? Yeah. What do you have? I have a cat. A cat? Okay. I have one, yeah. She was an adopted, you know, hit by a car, street cat from New Orleans, needed a home sort of thing. Oh, I took in a little. She likes rap music, too. Does she love you? <laughs> She does. I feel like those types of animals are, they know and they're grateful forever. Yeah, she is. So Tucker, who's our adopted dog, when I say adopted, we, I keep saying that, but um, somebody shared on Facebook that he needed a home and we had lost our German Shepherd a couple of months before. And so, but he's just, I just, he's the sweetest dog. He's the sweetest dog. Now my miniature schnauzer, she legitimately got hit by a car when she was a year old. And uh, now she's 12. She's lived to tell, tell the tale. And now wow. she is Queen Bee. Um, actually, so you just the two dogs? Just the two dogs. Yeah. But my uh, Patrick's brothers, they got the kids a dog for Christmas. And so this past weekend, we went to the house on the river house on the Diversion Canal. And so Lulu is only like six months old, right? So full of energy. So her and Tucker are adorable because all they want to do is play. Pepper, the old miniature schnauzer, is like sitting on the chair. And if they would get too close to her, she'd be like, <laughs> like, get away from me. <laughs> All right. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much. This is just such a treat. And again, uh, we will be right after this. We're going to record a TPA tidbits. Go check it out. So uh, thanks, Jennifer. That was great. Thank you. Um, and hope everybody has a great week. Bye.